Hello, everybody. Here we are, the Bible Prophecy King James Bible Prophecy Church, and we do love prophecy, but we also realize that the prophecies are intertwined in the law here. They're like, for instance, the Shabuul, the seven, the week, the holy week here. Okay, so all that's going to be done here. And uh, the, the all the feasts are going to be gone over. See, uh, as the Lord takes care of you, you had these feasts unto the Lord. There's a time to feast. There's a time to fast. There's a time for every purpose under heaven. We're going to be going into that. That was King Solomon's statement. We're going to be doing that soon. So here we are in 23 in the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus. And here we go in verse 1 in chapter 20 and 3. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, capital C, Concerning the feasts of the Lord which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. That's God's feasts. In three it says, Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall not do work therein. No, it says, Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath, capital S, of the Lord in all your dwellings. In four, new paragraph, These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. In 5, it says, In the fourteenth day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread unto the Lord. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. And we all know where that came from back here in the Exodus. It's gone over again in numbers, okay? And that's coming out of uh, Egypt, and we realize that we have to come out of mystery Egypt, mystery Babylon. We have to be ready to go quickly with the unleavened bread. We had to be ready to go, and we need to be ready to go as uh, Christ circles the firmament of the earth in the clockwise manner coming from the east to the west, and he gathers his wheat into the barn. And we want to be in that number. In 7 it says, In the first day ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. Um, in 8, But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days. And that represents the fire of the Holy Ghost, folks. Just does. It's holy unto the Lord. Okay. 
in the seventh day is an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. And nine's a new paragraph. And the Lord spake unto, unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheave of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. He shall wave the, she the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. In 12, and ye shall offer that day when ye wave the sheave, and he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. In 13, and the meat offering thereof shall be two-tenth deals of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made by fire unto the Lord for a sweet savor, and the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, the fourth part of an hen. So here we go. Here comes your tithe, and here comes the wine, and here comes this uh, fine flour mingled with oil. All of this given to the priest and used ceremoni ceremonially. Uh, before the Lord here. 14. And ye shall eat neither bread, nor parched corn, nor green ears, until the selfsame day that ye have brought an offering unto your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. Okay? So you see, this isn't some tenth of a deal or something that goes straight to the uh, organization of some organized man-made church. No, it isn't. No, this is going to who? What, what does it say? Brought an offering unto your God here in the middle of uh, verse 14. That's who's getting this. Fifteen's a new paragraph, and ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Okay, now notice the holy seven again being taught. The creation and the recreation during the week of years, the 2,300 day, the extinct of Satanism, gone, okay? It is getting Lucifer off our back, the great Shabool, the, the great seven, the week of years, the 2,300 days, the holy seven, God's holy modal system. Seven Sabbaths shall be complete, even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall ye Number fifty days, and ye shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. And seventeen, and ye shall 
17. Ye shall bring out of your habitations two wave loaves of two-tenth deals. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be bacon with leaven. They are the first fruits unto the Lord. Now, here's your tenth. Here's your fruit. First fruit. Now, does this look like a tenth of your overall income given to a priest or a preacher? Is that what this means? Two tenth deals. That is a measurement of this stuff. <laughs> In 18, and ye shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year, and one young bullock, and two rams. They shall be for a burnt offering unto the Lord with their meat offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire of sweet savor unto the Lord, period. Once again, look at the Holy Seven here. And, of course, that's why Satan gets in here and tries to borrow this seven, he, and he does borrow it, and he uses it not as a number of completion. He uses it. He deceitfully uses it as a number of new beginnings in his 28-year sun cycle celebration timetable of Satan is done in sevens. And always remember that out there, folks. Wisdom and understanding is a great defense given by the Holy Ghost. It just is. It's tied directly to salvation, wisdom, and understanding. Sweet savor made unto the Lord in 19. Then ye shall sacrifice one kid of the goats for a sin offering and two lambs of the first year for a sacrifice of peace offerings in 20. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord with two lambs. They shall be holy to the Lord for the priests. 21. And ye shall proclaim on the selfsame day that it may be an holy convocation unto you. Ye shall do no servile work therein. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. New paragraph in 22. And when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of the field. When thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleaning of the harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Again, that's our duty here. To take care of the stranger and the poor. Yes, indeed, so that God will bless us. Another paragraph, Mark in 23. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, and holy convocation. 25. Ye shall do no servile work therein. 
but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, period. A new paragraph in 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also on the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be an holy convocation unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls, and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And ye shall do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. 29. And whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. 30. Now look here. We see all these sacrifices to what? To get people to understand that they need help from sin. We realize that the priest would pray for the forgiveness, etc. This is being taught to them. You're not clean. You just can't go through life and never have a, uh, an atonement, something to wipe away the sin here, okay? And this is what's being taught to them. This is a foreshadowing of the great, great salvation to come, okay, in all this. All right, so we've been over that. It's gonna, we're going to keep going over it. Uh, it's pretty obvious. So they're going to cut you off from among the people because you would not afflict your soul. That was 2930. And whatsoever soul it be that doeth any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. You hear that? That judgment's not the priest doing it, not the soldiers doing it. It ain't Moses, it ain't Aaron. That's God Almighty's judgment, and he's all through this law. 31, ye shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. Okay, that's the written word, folks. 32, it shall be unto you a Sabbath, capital S of rest, and ye shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at even, capital E. From even unto even shall ye celebrate your Sabbath. 33, new paragraph. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles, capital T, for seven days unto the Lord. And see the seven being taught? That's why I'm saying there's actually preachers out here. There ain't going to be no seven-year tribulation. It's amazing that they could even say something like that. Don't they ever read or what? Anyway, the Holy Seven is taught throughout this. Um, they just have no business teaching the public. They just don't. Somebody's liable to believe them. Anyway, the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto the Lord. 35, on the first day shall be an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. 
36, seven days ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day shall be an holy convocation unto you, and ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly, and ye shall do no servile work therein. These are the feasts of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering and a meat offering, a sacrifice and drink offerings, everything upon his day. 38. Beside the Sabbaths of the Lord, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your free will offerings which ye give unto the Lord. And who do you give them to? God Almighty, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 39. Also in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land, ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. That's the number of new beginnings. Forty, and ye shall take you on the first day of the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook, and ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. So there it is. You're rejoicing over our salvation here, are you not? 41, and ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute, capital S, forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. 42, ye shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. 43, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And of course, coming out of Egypt is a foreshadowing. It's true history, but it's a foreshadowing of, of the great, great gathering of all time that goes all the way to the four winds of heaven, the four corners, four winds being four spirits, four great cherubs that are going to do the gathering, the seven angels doing their part of it, the seven candlesticks. Oh, yeah. All that I see right here in the celebrations to God Almighty. So 44, the last verse of the podcast. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. Now, the Holy Seven is represented on the keyboards. And I got that. Uh, we had a class, a history class in at, at Akron U, music history. And there they went over the invention of the uh, 
pipe organ. And it's not only in my piano music book, but it, it was there in the uh, history of the pipe organ and how music was based on God's holy modal system. That's actually what it was called. So it, it, the black and white keys represented good and evil. It just did. And those are the numbers of the Bible. They're the numbers of the throne. They're the numbers of the great creation. They're the number of the great salvation at the end of time. There'll be time no more, the book of Revelation says. Okay. So anyway, we're going to go on here, but we're going to uh, get this up for everybody to study. So we appreciate every one of you that's come in here to study today. And uh, so we'll see you tomorrow, and we'll take it right up there in 24.